We've been talking about fighting the enemy and we've been talking from the Old Testament. Let me just dive right in here and we're, I'm going to try to catch everybody up. Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse one says, when the Lord, your God brings you into the land, which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, the Hittites and the Gergesites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than you. And when the Lord, your God delivers them over to you, you shall conquer them and utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. We have been looking at these seven enemies, and I know we've got quite a few guests tonight, uh, but, but the scripture that we started off with is that all scripture was given for our benefit. So how do you apply this? Well, what's happened is we have taken these ites, the Gergesites, the Hivites, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and have done a study, a Hebrew study of each of these words. And each of these names, do you know that your name has a meaning? My name means small or humble. I wish that always defined me. It doesn't, but it, yet it is my name and it has great impact and great, uh, um, it's very dear that the name that I have and the name that you have, it's, it's important that you know what name you have. I guarantee you that somehow your character lines up with that name that was given. God knows the beginning to, to the end. He already knew your name before you were ever conceived. But we can see here with these ites that if you go and you study these ites that these enemies that they battled way, way back years and years ago in the natural, we still battle these enemies in the spiritual. We examine these enemies and I encourage you to focus on yourself. This list does not include every enemy that you may encounter, but again, it's a good place to start. We have dealt with all the attributes of each of these enemies from one extent to the other. Everyone has come across these. I'm going to go over all of them. We've been over all of them, but one. But we want to approach it in the same way that David did when he came against Goliath. Then all this assembly shall know the Lord does not save with the sword and spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give it to our hands. That's what was in this prophecy. They will know it's not you. They'll know it's me. That's how the Lord defeats these enemies. That there's going to be no question that God did it. Let me tell you, our nation, our city will turn. When God shows up in that fashion. Do you think the Israelites didn't have a turning moment in their heart when they saw a little scrawny nothing get up and go slay the giant? I guarantee you there was a turning of a nation at that time. The Hittite. It's where we started. Is a spirit of fear and dread. You go and you do a study on these words out of the Strong's Concordance. The Gergeshite is ignorance or the inability to comprehend. Again, this is not a physical trait. It is a spirit that is trying to keep you from learning. I gave the example of when you read your Bible and you can't remember a word you, you read, that you your mind was somewhere else, that it couldn't penetrate in. Now, it all happens to all of us, but does it happen to you all the time? That's what we're after. The Amorite is, is a spirit of pride. This is stuff that you have. Does pride keep you from entering into the kingdom of God? The Canaanite means compromise. 
all over our nation, all over our church, a spirit of compromise. Amen. The parasite is the spirit of power and control. The Hivite, which we looked at two weeks ago, is the spirit of depression. Downtrodden. And then tonight, I'm going to go quickly, is the Jebusite. The last of the seven, seven enemies that I'm going to cover is the Jebusite. The word comes from a, the Hebrew word that means trodden, threshing floor, to walk on, to disregard. This enemy will cause the Christian to walk all over other feelings and disregard their needs. Other related words. What would you guess just by looking at Jebusite? It's, it's, uh, the, the word looks a little bit similar. Jezebel. Other related words are Jezebel or usurper or controller or manipula- manipulator. The Jebusite will cause a man to try to dominate or place himself over another. He will try to take the place of another through those subtly and deceitfully. A Jebusite will violate the will and the volition of another in order to control them. This is the spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of deception and discouragement. Christians that have the Jebusite on their land are quick to despise and degrade others. Now, what happens, church, is I can already feel it, is I start to want to think of people that are like this. You're going to miss the whole point if you do that. Look at yourself. Maybe you don't struggle with this one, but do you struggle with any of them? Depression, the spirit of power and control or pride or compromise. Look at yourself, not, ooh, I know who does that. And then we just lay it on somebody else and we miss the whole process. They have no respect for any other human being. They tread on people as though they were ground under their feet. To a Jebusite, everyone else is simply a tool and a stepping stone for their desires. We cannot go through life trampling on that which does not belong to us. Just because we may be able to get others to do it, do what we want them to do, it doesn't mean you have the right to. Children must be taught to respect the lives and the feelings of others. They must be taught to respect authority and the property of others. They can't be allowed to stomp through life carelessly as if life owes them something. Jebusites are violators. They impose and infringe on others' lives and conversations. They're trespassers. They have no respect for the calling and the anointing of the, or the way that they live. They disdain everything. They're quick to find fault, accuse, judge, criticize, and ridicule somebody else. I'm amazed when I'm around men who have no respect for God or his ways. Jebusites believe they have a right to impose their way of doing things upon others, even upon God. They have a hard time adjusting to the way of God. They always have a better idea. You know something about the Lord? He will never override the free will of mankind. He will even allow his dearest creation to go to hell for eternity if they choose. 
This is because, because God respects us too much to trample on our volition. Jebusites have no such respect for the will of others. Therefore, they have no problem manipulating the free will of others for their benefit. And it doesn't matter whether it's subtle or mind games or the seduction of the flesh. A Jebusite does not see anything wrong with bending the will of others for their profit. Many cult leaders and even successful salesmen work closely with the Jebusite. Don't get me wrong, salesmen, not all salesmen do, but it, it, it's a fine line on where, when you're controlling and when you're persuading. I like it when someone sells me something that I really need. I don't like it when I buy something that I didn't need because the guy was a good salesman. You see the difference? We've been on both sides and we've probably done both to, to other people. Have you ever sold your story even though you knew it was wrong? A good example is when you want to buy something and you justify every way you can to buy it. You know you shouldn't get it, but you justify it some way and then you go get it. I think I'm hitting a little too close to the target. They make their living controlling and manipulating others. They act like they're your friend, but behind closed doors, they show no respect. Or regard for their clients. Just as with the other six that we've already talked about. We must drive the Jebusite out of our land. If we're going to possess the promised land that the Lord has prepared for us. We are predestined to conform to the image of our Lord. And we cannot clearly or accurately represent him. If we disrespect or manipulate his people. We should be cautious of violating the free will of another as we would be any other sin that's recorded in the word of God. It is witchcraft to try to control someone else. Rebellion or disregarding the ways of God will always lead you to this sin. First Samuel 15 verse 23 says for rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. I can't move on without telling you about me. I was, I was, and in some ways continue to be rebellious. It is hard to fight this enemy off. It is hard to not, to, to come under authority. It goes against the flesh. I spent my whole teenage years being rebellious. And I'm lucky it didn't kill me. It tried. It tried more than once. But I'm thankful that the Lord is stronger than my rebellion. And in his mercy and his grace, because that's all that's all it was and prayer by his mercy and grace. Because that's me. I wasn't I wasn't cutting myself and doing seances, which I have done, but I've, I've gotten free of that. I didn't cut myself. I have done a seance. I've told y'all that before. But the Lord's freed me of it. But I've been rebellious. All my young, all, almost all my young years, I guess. But I'm telling you, it's a stronghold that you can't hardly shake. Do you remember the whole scripture we started with? These enemies are stronger and bigger than us. But without the power of God, they are going to take you down. 
And don't lie to yourself anymore. One of these may be battling you. You may be battling all seven. Well, let me tell you, it's a good day when you can identify your enemy. And you take the word of God, you take this word right here, you start taking the manifest word of God, and you take the written word of God, and you start attacking with everything you got. The promised land had been delivered to them, but they had to go take it. There were still enemies sitting on it. Matthew 7, verse 6. Do not give what is holy to the dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn your and tear you into pieces. Hebrews ten twenty nine. Oh, how much worse punishment do you suppose will he be thought worthy who has trampled the son of God underfoot, counted the counted the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified a common thing and insulted the spirit of grace. The Lord is depending on us to drive these enemies out so that we can expand the kingdom of God within us. Only then will he be able to establish the kingdom of God on this earth. Hebrews 10 verse 12 says, but this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God from that time waiting till his enemies are made his footstool. Waiting until his enemies are made his footstool. Acts 3 verse 20. From that time. He may send Jesus Christ who has preached to you before. Whom heaven must receive until the time of restoration of all things. Which God has spoken by the mouth of all, all of all his holy prophets since the world began. We must. Do you remember this was in my first week. We must occupy till he comes. We cannot drive these enemies out with a passive non-aggressive attitude. We must have the zeal of the Lord when it comes to obtaining victory over anyone or anything that opposes God's kingdom within us. I want you to catch this, and this is where I'm going to close. Our strategy for victory is threefold. First, we must not hide or cover ourselves. We must confess our sin. Now, I find it, I, I find it so God that he would lead us to here because I have just finished a book that Bill Olinghouse had recommended for me to read, um, the, the book on revival. Um, I finished it on vacation. And the entire revival was based upon the confession of sin. When people started confessing their sin, God's spirit was poured out. Confession means to agree with the word. When the Holy Spirit reveals one of these enemies in our lives, we must not side with our enemy by protecting or defending our actions or lifestyles. We must make a clear distinction between ourselves and the enemy that is trespassing in our land. These enemies are not our friends. They are to be driven out. It's so easy it's so easy to justify our life. You have been programmed to justify your sin. Television, media, demonic activity programs you to say it's okay. Nobody sees it. Nobody cares. 
it's what you like, go ahead and do it. If nobody knows, you know, the, the kids today think that if they, if they don't get caught, it's not wrong. There's been a poll done that has stated that, that kids, kids morality or their, their, uh, temperature of the water is as long as they don't get caught, no, no harm, no foul. Whether it's breaking the law or breaking God's law, breaking man's law or breaking God's law. Can you imagine having no conscience for what you've done? As long as you don't get caught, if you get caught, then it was, you shouldn't have got caught. The sin wasn't wrong. You just messed up by getting caught. Kids, parents, if you've got kids, you need to teach them right and wrong. Do you remember, dads, you are the representative of God to them. Second, we've got to rely on the victory that Jesus has already won on the cross. Rely. What is that? That's faith. We've got to rely that Jesus has done it. We've got to believe. He has already defeated all principalities and powers. Colossians 2, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. The war has already been fought and won. We simply enforce the Lord's defeat over our enemies. We have been given the power to win the war against Satan. Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all. Everybody say all. What? The power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Number one, do you believe the word of God? Do you believe all the word of God? Do you believe what Jesus said? He has given us authority over these things that are coming after us. And over all their power. All their power. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Finally, we must use the word of God as a weapon to drive these enemies out of our lives. Above all, taking the shield of faith. With which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. Which is the word of God. When Jesus defeated Satan in the wilderness. He did it by speaking the word of faith. Do you know Satan's not even going to listen to you saying. You get out of here Satan. You get out. No we know what he listens to. It is written. And then follow that up with his word. Who responded that way to Satan? Jesus. Do you think Jesus knows how to fight Satan? We can sit here until we're blue in the face, yelling and screaming at him. But when we take the word of God to him, there is no recourse. There is no shooting any arrows at you anymore. It's over. That battle is over. How do we defeat the demonic activity that's coming at us? Go get in your word and speak to that demonic activity according to God's word. Your words are probably cool. They probably sound good. They might even be in a rhythm that you're used to. You, let me tell you, break the rhythm and get on to God, the kingdom rhythm. 
How many would like to know if you're doing something wrong, you'd like to know it and change it? We say yes, but, but then it comes and we want to continue the way we're going. You remember the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. Somebody's, something's got to change. The kingdom of God is going nowhere. It's, it's staying. Everything else is going to be shaken. And gone. So I, I say we get on kingdom. Kingdom principles. How, how does that work? It works when Satan comes at you. Have scripture. Scripture. Your first reaction. Your first reaction. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. The sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. We must hear from God on how to go up against these seven nations. Remember, the Lord said that they are mightier than us unless we go with him. Throughout this whole series, I've included verses from the word of God concerning each enemy to get you started in this warfare. But the victory is yours. And you must go boldly and possess your promised land. Ephesians 16 says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. These 40 days of breakthrough, these 40 days of prayer, if you will commit to it, you are going to see breakthrough. It does not take prophecy for that to be true. The word of God tells us that if we will seek after him, we will find him. If we will trust him, he will provide. The prophecy has already been given. Now it's time to take the word of God and it's time to start having some victory in your life. Amen. I'm going to pray over you and I'm going to bless you. But don't forget this Sunday is a church picnic. Everyone's invited. And invite anybody that you want and bring them. Bring a side dish. Bring a dessert. Bring yourselves and swim and hang out and have a big time. Nothing like fellowshipping with a bunch of other people that think the same way, that pray the same way, that worship the same way. And bring people that may not be used to that. We'll love on them. We'll feed them. You're invited. If you can hear me, you're invited. Terry and Larry, you're invited. They're from Crossville, came again tonight after being here for uh, Paul Wilbur. The next week is Joe McGee. If you've never heard of, fan, I mean, Joe McGee is a fantastic speaker. I encourage you, come. Uh, September 1st, Robin Mark, that Jesus, all for Jesus. I don't know that he wrote that song, but he recorded that song. I believe he wrote Days of Elijah. The revival in Belfast. I mean, we are we are just... The, the Lord's doing something right now. That's a Wednesday night. 
And then September 12th is Seed Sunday. What we're believing to sow, to get our seed in the ground, sowing into the church for this building program that we have coming up. But don't forget, we're also praying for breakthrough, personal breakthrough. The Lord's going to do it. Amen? Somebody get excited for the Lord. Amen. Father, I thank you for tonight. I thank you for your word. I thank you for this church, Lord. And I thank you for everybody here. Lord, I just ask you that we, something would click, something would change in our hearts right now, Lord, in our spirit that would make us break the mold of going and doing things the same way over and over. But Lord, that by your spirit, by your spirit, we would start to approach things differently according to your word. And Lord, that in the small things that maybe we would believe for breakthrough, the things that we can't seem to get a hold of, that we would turn to scripture And remind you, Lord, Lord, your word says this. We remind you this day, Lord, of your promises. I encourage you, you need to have the word deep in your heart, Lord, help us to change. Help us to change, Lord, for you are faithful even when we are not faithful. Lord, you are true even when we are not true. Your word is 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 faithful all the time. Lord, help us to grab hold of you and to walk our lives with you and through you. And according to your word and according to your spirit. Now, just bless us. Bless the rest of our week. We pray for those that are sick on this list tonight. Lord, we ask for breakthrough. I thank you for a successful uh, open heart surgery for Harry Freitag. Good recovery. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, we're looking for you. Pour out your spirit here, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Hope you have a great rest of the week.